For many a movie fan, that melody signifies a film critic. And for any movie fan over a certain age, it signifies one film critic in particular, BBC's Barry Norman. The son of British filmmaker Leslie Norman, producer of the war picture The Cruel Sea, and later the director of another war picture, Dunkirk, Barry Norman grew up seeing how a film is put together from the inside, and then applied that knowledge to understanding the grammar and vocabulary of cinema. Along with the likes of other English film critics, such as Philip French, David Robinson and Derek Malcolm, Barry Norman's opinion meant something to quite a number of people. Well, at least they did to me. But that doesn't mean critics are always worth listening to. When I said I would never leave you. And you never will. I've got a job to do too. Where I'm going, you can't follow. What I've got to do, you can't be any part of. Hilda, I'm no good at being noble, but it doesn't take much to see that the problems of three little people don't amount to a hill of beans in this crazy world. Someday you'll understand that. Now, now. He's looking at you, kid. The love story that takes us from time to time into the past is horribly wooden, and cliches everywhere lower the tension. That's what the film critic for The New Statesman wrote in 1942. Did the public pay any heed then? And with our media-saturated culture, the opinion of a film critic today seems to hold very little sway. With such online access, people can make up their own minds. Is this a good thing? If it's considered thinking, it's a great thing, but often it's not. It's astonishing that so much money, talent, technical expertise and visual imagination can be put in the service as something so stupid. That's what Bob Graham of the San Francisco Chronicle had to say about this film. This is the world that you know. The world as it was at the end of the 20th century. It exists now only as part of a neural interactive simulation that we call the Matrix. You've been living in a dream world, Neo. This is the world as it exists today. Once upon a time, being a film critic meant hours and hours of viewing and more hours and hours of reading about film and becoming so familiar with its history that the relevant information could be smoothly presented when required. But now, with websites such as the Internet Movie Database, the more information there is, the less informative it actually is. It is no longer information, but rather trivia, and worse, it is trivia masquerading as knowledge. Being knowledgeable has never been enough. What is needed is intelligence. Intelligence does not necessarily tell you what is good and what is bad. That's just an opinion. I mean the intelligence to know why things are good. That's a tough one because sometimes a movie comes along that breaks the mold on what good is. Open the pod bay doors, Hal. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. What's the problem? I think you know what the problem is just as well as I do. What are you talking about, Hal? This mission is too important for me to allow you to jeopardize it. John Simon of The New Leader wrote, The slab is never explained, leaving 2001 
for all its lively visual and mechanical spectacle, a kind of space Spartacus, and more pretentious still, a shaggy god story. That's not criticism. That's an open mic down the comedy club. Let's be honest, the pithy put-down gives a film critic a sense of importance, a grandiose feeling that when they write, people read, and when they speak, people listen. An empty-headed horror movie with nothing to recommend it. That's what David Kerr of the Chicago Reader wrote about this groundbreaking sci-fi horror. Ash? Any suggestions from you or Mother? No, we're still collating. <laughs> you what? You're still collating? I find that hard to believe. What would you like to do? Just what you've been doing, Ash. Nothing. I've got access to Mother now, and I'll get my own answers. Thank you. Having avid listeners or regular readers means a critic has a following. Well, we all have followings, or in the case of Twitter, followers. So we all speak and some of us listen. But does what we are saying have any value? In part, truth is determined by the question that is asked. So let me ask the question another way. What value does a critic offer? Here's what the critic of the New Republic had to say about The Wizard of Oz. It has dwarves, music, technicolor, freak characters, and Judy Garland. It can't be expected to have a sense of humor as well. And as with the light touch of fantasy, it weighs like a pound of fruitcake soaking wet. Toto, I have a feeling we're not in Kansas anymore. A critic should offer a number of things. Honesty for one, an informed opinion for another, and above all, a critic should have a sense of humility. A sense of humility indicates that they can admit that they were wrong, that where they held a film up to be bad, they now see its merits. But that seldom happens. David Denby, a highly regarded film critic for The New Yorker, held this fantasia for all its skill is ridiculous and even boring. You are not your job. You're not how much money you have in the bank. You're not the car you drive. You're not the contents of your wallet. You're not your fucking khakis. You were the all singing, all dancing crap of the world. Talk to a film critic for any length of time and you can be sure of hearing these phrases. As I wrote in my review, my readers, my listeners. In other words, the critic's attitude is that people cling to their words, be they uttered or written, and those same people need those words in order to figure out what to see. If we were to cling to some critics for guidance, then we would never have seen this film. Funny how? I mean, what's funny about it? <laughs> Tommy, no, you got it all wrong. He's... Oh, oh, Anthony. He's a big boy. He knows what he said. What'd you say? You're right. Funny how? What? Just, you know, you're, you're funny. <laughs> You mean, so, let me understand this, because, you know, maybe it's me, I'm a little fucked up, maybe. But I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I amuse you. I make you laugh. I'm here to fucking amuse you. What do you mean funny? Funny how? How am I funny? Joseph McBride, writing in no less important a publication than Variety magazine, called this movie dramatically unsatisfying. But 
So-and-so in the Something Something Times or Post or Magazine gave it five stars. Is giving stars what criticism is about? Has it only ever been about that? If that is the case, everyone is a film critic because everyone has an opinion and anyone can assign a few stars to grade a picture. Now, for all the complaints that you might hear from film critics bemoaning the state of cinema and how standards continue to slide and how different things were back in their day. But does the review of a bad film inform the audience as to why it is bad or more importantly, how it might have been improved? Of course not. Look, it's really easy to be negative and find faults in things that are weak, but it's more challenging to write a well-considered piece. It takes intelligence and an understanding of the art form to do that. Herr Kommandant, I'm only trying to do my job. Yeah, I'm doing mine. Sir, she's foreman of construction. We're not going to have arguments with these people. Then... Oh, Schulter, here, on my authority. It will take more than that. I'm sure you're right. A theme park ride masquerading as Master's Thesis. So wrote Luke Y. Thompson of the New Times. To understand the art form requires the ability to take a scene and figure out the decisions that were made into bringing all the elements together. Dialogue, framing, lighting, colour, sound, music, acting. In a phrase, a film critic needs a film sense. For a film critic to have film sense, it's not enough for them to be able to understand the plot, but understand why the plot operates as film. I've always taken care of you, Fredo. Taken care of me? You're my kid brother and you take care of me? Did you ever think about that? Did you ever once think about that? Send Fredo off to do this, send Fredo off to do that. Let Fredo take care of some Mickey Mouse nightclub somewhere. Send Fredo to pick somebody up at the airport. I'm your older brother, Mike, and I was stepped over. The Godfather Part 2 has nothing more to say. Everything of any interest was thoroughly covered in the original film. But like many people who have nothing to say, Part 2 won't shut up. So wrote Vincent Camby in the New York Times. Good criticism is the ability to communicate film sense to the reader or listener so that eventually the audience becomes sufficiently informed. And then they can make their own informed opinions, which means that after a while, the audiences won't need film critics. (laughs) 